0: is a light if we obey his word then we walk in the light.
1: microphone adjust a little bit better for you uh i did make an adjustment i didn't realize there was an issue until after the broadcast yesterday when i uh looked at the messages and somebody said "Uh, your microphone sounds pretty awful so i think i have that fixed in fact it looks like it's a little bit light here maybe in uh uh, in uh its volume level but i don't want to mess with it too much because uh I thought it looked good yesterday as well. So uh, anyway, here we are. We're going to be in, um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit low too. That's what my gauge is saying. So, hey, work with me here. Work with me. I'm going to try to make a little adjustment and uh, and tell me if it gets really, really bad. Uh, I think I think we should be okay. We're good there. Okay, super, great because I'm not listening to it uh, as I am broadcasting. Some people wear headphones and things like that, and uh, I don't, so I don't hear what I get to sound like. I do see my meter, though, and it looks good. looked good yesterday, but apparently it wasn't. So, hey, uh, Luke chapter 6 is where we are picking up. Uh, just a quick reminder, we are having a uh, baptism baptisms on uh, Sunday during the service, just want to let you know that. So make sure that you are, if, if you've not been baptized, get baptized as a believer, It's right? a demonstration of your commitment to follow after Christ. Um, also, uh, you might know somebody that, that has not been uh, baptized. Just maybe say to them, hey, you know, have you, you were ever baptized as a believer, you know, you're a believer. Have you been challenged and encourage them? To be baptized, it's it, it's one of the things that we should do, like take communion, and uh, just just we should just doing these things. So I want to encourage you that way. Had a late night visitor show up last night at our house at uh, sometime after ten o'clock, uh, and spent a few hours talking with this individual, uh, and so uh, I'm uh, maybe a little bit raspy here this morning because of that. But our son Cameron. Uh, we thought he was going to get in tonight. He got in last night, and uh, so we spent a couple hours chatting away, uh, catching up with him last night, and I give him a shout-out. He's completed his book now. He can qualify as a full-time, uh, full-timer uh, with the Forestry Service, so uh, uh, there's certain things he had to accomplish this year, uh, and your conditions have to allow for that. And the conditions did allow for him to to meet all the things required. And so uh, uh, congratulations to him that now he's trying to figure out where in the world, where in the country he might want to to live. So uh, but he'll be back with us for several months now, and we're excited about that, grateful for that. So um, if you hear snoring, it might be me. Luke chapter six, verse thirty-seven is where we're picking up. I'm gonna have a little another sip of coffee before I start talking. Grab yours. Let's have a little fellowship together here. Mmm, that helps. Luke six thirty-seven. This this kind of follows right along with what uh We were looking at yesterday, and it says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable can a blind man lead a blind man will they not both fall into a pit a student is not above his teacher everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher now, this is another disciple making verse Luke's, luke luke 6:40 a student is not above his teacher but uh, everyone who is fully trained to be like his teacher will become like jesus and why do you look at that speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the a telephone pole in your own. How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. I mean, this is a call to not be judgmental. Sometimes we can be very judgmental of other people, and there's and judgmentalism is not just a Christian thing. Sometimes we you know sometimes we want to attribute things like uh, hypocrisy uh, and um, judgmentalism to Christians. You Christians are so judgy. But uh, I have noted that uh, it is a human characteristic, not simply also a Christian characteristic. To to be somewhat judgmental—that uh, is what I have discovered. Uh, I see people judging people on their fitness. I see people judging people on their diets. I see people judging people on their clothing. I see people judging people on where they live. I see people judging people on where they got their education. I see people—we—we we do it all the time. Uh, judging is, is is a human characteristic as hypocrisy is a human characteristic. And what we have to be careful of is that we don't go around with this better-than-thou self-righteous smelly type of attitude. We need to, to remember our own planks, as Jesus says. We need to remember our own specks that that are, are in our own eyes. He, he says this down in verse uh, 41 and 42, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Well, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you, fail, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. Uh, first take the plank out of your eye, then you will see clearly. I mean, in other words, we need to acknowledge, like, I've got issues too. I mean, if, if we're gonna go confront somebody about something, you need to say, "Look, I, I'm not perfect either, and, and I have my issues, and I'm aware of my issues, and um, you know, I I just want to grow with you." But but there's something in your life that maybe you're not seeing, uh, and maybe it, it's something that you're not concerned about. But I want to encourage you and challenge you about what I'm seeing in your life because uh, it, it's it, it's something that can have disastrous results. When we go with the right heart set, when we go with mercy, when we go with humility, when we, when we go with compassion, then we might be in a place to to be able to challenge someone else. And it's true. I, I mean, we we need to do this. Some people say, "Well, it's nobody else's business." Well, that's not exactly true. In the in the body of Christ, you are saved not only for your own benefit. You are saved not only. So you can have your own personal heaven space. Uh, you are saved so that you uh, are made a part of the body uh, of the broader body of Christ. Uh, your life uh, impacts other people's lives, and your life um, impacts other people's lives both both positively or negatively. Your life counts. Your life matters. What you do uh, can can make a significant difference in people, uh, in, in people's uh, perspectives, uh, in in their practices, in all of these things. Bottom line is, and some will say we should never ever judge. Well, th- wait a minute, that isn't true either. And I'm going to show you a passage here in just a moment that talks about how we are to judge. But but the issue here. That Jesus is really confronting is this, this judgmentalism. Um, The religious leaders always judging people, religious people always judging the irreligious, um, the irreligious always judging the religious. Uh, and, and like I said, in our day, some people will, will judge you based on your fitness level. I mean, if you have some flab on you and I've got flab on me, uh, if you've got flab on you and you don't take care of yourself and you don't go to the gym and you're not okay, they start judging us based on those things. I know it's true. Uh, and, and yet sometimes, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest, sometimes I want to pipe right back. What about your soul? Your body looks primo. Your body looks great. You're cut. You're ripped. You're all of that stuff. But but what about your soul? What about your spiritual life? What about God in your life? And see, I, I can get judgy right back. And we have to guard against being judgmental people. Now, there is a place where we are to judge. Uh, the, the Bible doesn't say never, ever judge, and that, that, is, that, that is the world's rendition, the world's rendering of don't judge like you should never, ever, ever judge. And yet, guess what? In their very statement of telling you not to judge, guess what they're doing? They're judging. They're judging you because you maybe judge. See the point? Uh 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is a, is a chapter that does talk about judging and it talks about where it's appropriate, who should judge, when they should judge. Uh 1 Corinthians 5 There's there's a person there there is some rampant uh public not not that the acts are happening public happening publicly, but but people know about what's going on. This man is is in uh, sexual relationship with probably like his stepmother type of situation, and the church is all good with it. They're, hey, we just love you guys, and you're gonna work it out and it's all gonna be good and we're we're just being gracious and uh Paul in first Corinthians five says, Don't do this that this isn't the uh this isn't the view that you are to have. you are to have a different view uh, on this circumstance and he gets down. Now into um verse nine and, and through the end of the chapters, first Corinthians chapter five. He says, I've written you in my letter not to associate with the sexually immoral, not at all meaning the people of this world, in other words, the the unsaved people. That's what he's saying. Not at all meaning people of this world who are immoral or greedy or, or swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. In other words, he's saying that's the world's system. That's the world's way. That's the way that it's going to be here. Um, And he continues on in the passage. He says, but now I am writing that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater, a slanderer, a drunkard, a swindler. With such a man do not even eat. Uh, Paul is, is is now saying we should judge. He said, this, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those on the outside, expel the wicked man from among you. In other words, what he is saying, he's not saying to be judgmental. He's not saying to always be looking at people and saying, aha, uh-huh, see, mm-hmm, you're that person but where it is clear blatant i want to say unadulterated uh let's say unfiltered now let's use that word because this is very much adulterated um uh, situations where where brothers are, are just openly greedy uh we need to confront that uh or where they're sexually immoral uh you know and it's like you know they're doing we, we need to confront that or where uh they're idolaters and especially in their day when when they literally had little idol statues that they would set up in other ways, we are, we can be idolaters in our day. We can be tech idolaters. We can be clothing idolaters. We can be, uh, you know, all kinds of things that we idolize or we can be a slander uh, slandering people on a, on a regular basis that people just expect that we're going to slander or a drunkard. a talks about drunkard. And, and I might in our day, say, uh, a person who is cons- controlled by substances, uh, drunkenness especially, bad, or a swindler that, that you know that their business dealings are are shady. Uh, you know, we're, we're not to be swindlers, and, and we—if there are brothers, brethren or sistren who are uh, like this, that, then it is our responsibility to say, you know, brother, you know, sister— um. This this was my experience. This is what I encountered, and I really want to challenge you on this front. I just throw that out to you in that way uh, that that there is a place for judging, and can we call it? Can we use the word accountability? That we do have a measure of accountability to and for one another in the body of Christ uh, we, we live in such an independent world now where we want to say, well, it's nobody else's business what I do with my life. It's my life. It's, it, you know, if they're going to be looking at my life that way, I want nothing to do with them. Well, might you even be saved if that is your very attitude? You, you might not be, uh, if that is your very attitude. And, uh, uh we need to understand that, uh, and yes, I, I wanna I want to acknowledge that there have been people that have been terribly wounded by churches who who overstepped their bounds, who were always judgmental, who were you know, someone walks in and they've got tattoos like Jacob, you know, and were oh, look at that look at that heathen there with you know, or they've got some piercings or they've their clothes are you know, they wear the tattered up type of clothes or whatever. I mean, there are things like that, that, that and we're not a church that's like that, just for the record. If if you're listening uh, from some other part of the world, that isn't our MO here, just for the record. But I know churches that have been like that. Uh, even to have somebody that isn't a regular tender walk-in, they would gawk and stare, and you know, the person never went back because it, they, they felt like under the eye of suspicion, the entire service, and, and uh, we have to make sure that we're not that type of people, however, when there are blatant things that we just see and 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 it might not be a case where you're looking at just one instance of something that did I see their head turn around on a on a swivel to look at that uh, beautiful uh, woman over there, and they're just gawking Is that what I saw? Well, maybe you look for the pattern, you see a pattern and you say, you know. Brother, it seems like you really are struggling with, with lust over. So to confront, to challenge, to help each other, we are called to not be judgmental. We are called to beware of judgmentalism. Uh, we are called to not judge the world around us that is non-believing. Uh, we're not even necessarily called to, to be judging one another all the time. Except in instances, in my opinion, where where there needs to be some accountability, where we need to push on each other a little bit to grow in our faith. I mean, it, it's right here. It's it, uh, I pointed it out. It's in First Corinthians chapter five. You can look at it. And some, in a rather smug way, that I have known. Well, I won't even eat with that person, and and I won't even be in a room with that person, and I won't even. And all of a sudden, guess what? Now they're smelly. I I've seen people like that that just get smelly. Uh, because of of uh, a self righteous heir. we must also guard against self righteousness. In my humble opinion, Luke chapter six. Going to take us back there, uh, so we can
2: see what it says. Uh, l- judging others, we've talked about the Sabbath. I I think where I need to take us.
1: Okay. Now Luke chapter 6 verse 43 and then we're going to jump over to a parallel passage in Matthew chapter 7. Luke 6:43 says, "No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars." The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart his mouth speaks. Each is recognized by his fruit. What type of fruit do we bear? I mean, is there, is there a, a modicum of, of Christian fruitfulness flowing from our lives? Is there praise flowing from our lips? Uh, Are there words of inspiration and encouragement being spoken from our tongue? Um, Do we help people that are in need? And speaking of people in need, I I just want to drop this in there. Uh, um, I got a message from one of our congregants yesterday, Brian Cooper, uh, who owns property in Florida, and he got uh, – Finally got down there after Ian and uh, communicated to me the devastation. I mean, totaled car, truck, probably not any good, uh, just some devastation to property. But he, then he went on to say how much worse it is even for people around him. And we just need to remember to pray uh, and give uh, to help the needs. You could go to EFCA, Um, I'll tell you exactly what that site is, efca. Org, uh, I think it's give now. Let me make sure.
2: No, this is not the one. Um, okay, I'm I'm looking it up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, efca.org hurricane. Dash Ian Dash response um, that is a place where you can give to help uh, meet needs. they have a team of people who go there in fact I've got brothers uh, that minister down there giving leadership down there and uh, this is a place where you can uh, help uh, reach global crisis response, share the love of Christ uh, with those in the wake of this Category 4 storm. Certainly there's Samaritan's Purse. There are other places that you might choose to give. I can tell you that all all the pennies here go to uh, meeting the needs uh, of hurricane the hurricane victims down in Florida. So EFCA.org, Hurricane Response. Uh, let's see if I can paste that. I can't paste that. It doesn't give me a paste feature. So. EFCA.org backslash
2: hurricane dash Ian dash
1: response there. There is a place where you can go. If if you're looking for a place to give, uh, that is a great place. Samaritan's purse to be another. There are other organizations I'm, I'm sure American red cross, um, uh, is another place you can give, but but thinking about the trees and fruit, and you know what type of fruit do we bear? I mean, this is a place where we can bear fruit uh, in in how we give and how we support uh, these hurricane victims, and we 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 want to stop. We should stop and pray so that we don't uh, forget to pray. And Lord, we do just stop right now. We pray for Brian and Wanda with the loss of some of their property and possessions in Florida. Other friends that we know live in Florida, Lord, that you would minister to all of them. That is our prayer. Uh, it's our prayer that you would work through your church. May your church shine strong uh, in these weeks and days and months uh, in in its response, uh, in its love, in its generosity to meeting the needs of the people who were devastated by uh, Hurricane, uh, Hurricane uh, Ian down in Florida. We lift them to you, We pray for those leading the way in crisis response like our own EFCA crisis response team uh, or those with Samaritan's Purse or with other ministry organizations. I'm sure Southern Baptists and and others are are working as well. So, Lord, would you watch over the workers and would you bring relief? And would you bring comfort, Lord, to those uh, who've lost loved ones or lost uh, family heirlooms or lost possessions, uh, uh, lost their homes, lost everything, Lord, minister to them, especially those that their insurance companies are going to say, well, you're not covered because you don't have flood insurance, or, Lord, we, we pray. Uh, and as we pray for them, we think of the devastation continuing over in, the, uh, in Ukraine. Continue to minister to those folks um, through your church, pointing many to Jesus as our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, grab that cup of coffee. Let's have another little sip here. Uh, And then we're going to jump over to, uh, in fact, I think we can just continue working our way down through here in Luke chapter 6. But let's have a little sip first. Hmm, that helps tree and its fruit. We talked about the tree and its fruit, and just ask ourselves, are you a fruity Christian? I don't mean fruity as in silly. That is my job. But fruity, do we bear good fruit from our lives? And then he continues on about building where we build our house. Uh, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I, I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words And puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete that's the one the man who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house um, on the ground without a foundation you know what if we' if we build our lives, what is our foundation? Our foundation is the word of god if if we will build our lives upon the word of God, if we will build our lives upon the truth of god, then when Hard times come, our house will not be destroyed. Our house will not be torn down. When our faith is in the Lord, when our hope is in the Lord who gave himself for me, uh, when our hope is there, I almost went into song, Walter. um, When our hope is in the Lord and and we're living by his word, then our house will not be destroyed. Now, Now, here's the thing. It isn't enough for us just to go, why, I'm just going to trust in the Lord. We also need to put into practice the Scriptures, the things that, that are said in, in the Scriptures. There, The Lord has told us things in the Scriptures that we are to do, and and, and we don't do those things that are in the Scriptures, uh, then it is to our peril. I mean, he talks about debt, and he talks about possessions, and he talks about uh, all kinds of things of this nature, and we get ourselves into trouble sometimes, because we don't pay attention to what the Scriptures have to say. The Scriptures are not meant to be just an inspirational book. Uh, the, the the Bible is meant to be uh, a guidebook as well, uh, speaking into how do we deal with money and how do we deal with debt and how do we deal with relationships and how do we deal with forgiveness and how do we deal with... Uh, spouses and how do we deal with children and how do we deal with neighbors and how do we deal with enemies and how do we deal how do we deal with depression how do we deal with you fill in the blank uh, god's word speaks into these things i in fact i, I want to recommend a little booklet to you um let me see if i can pull this up real fast
2: Uh, this was
1: one of the first ones that I saw. I'll slide it over to the screen so you can see it. Um,
2: and you can see what, what it is.
1: Uh, there we go. And there are different versions of this. Uh, Jesus Person Promise Book. Uh, over 800 promises from the Word of God, and when I when I originally saw this um, book, it, uh, if I recall correctly, and there are different versions of this. Uh, I'm just going to put in this is the the Christian book distributors Christian book. Uh, Here's another one. Promises of God. Uh, the promises of God. Uh you, you can you can find these. Uh 199. Here it is. Uh 199 promises. Promises de Dios. There is, there you go. Jacob, there is the Spanish version. Uh, here's one leaning on the promises of God for moms. Uh what, what these books do is they uh, they target, uh, they categorize certain areas, uh, depression, um, grief, loneliness, um, finances, sexuality, hope. I mean, it, 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 they categorize several passages of Scripture, uh, several promises of God that speak into those particular categories, and um, I, I highly, 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 highly commend these books to you a little booklets. You see, they're not, they're not very expensive, uh, this one here. And I haven't used this particular one 89 cents. Uh, let me see if we can look inside the cover, uh, well it doesn't it doesn't give me as much I wanted to see if it gives the categorizes I mean the uh the categories but it doesn't give the different categories you get the point though I mean this is this is a tool that would help you living out God's truth what does God say about uh x y or z and and how does that impact us um uh, How does it direct us? Because God's word is not meant just simply to be, as I've already said, an inspirational book. It's meant to be a guidebook as well for our lives in that way. We build our lives on that solid rock so that when the storms of life come, we are not destroyed. Friends, I'm going to stop there. We have prayed for uh, hurricane folks. Uh, Keep praying for them. Uh, There will be something posted in our uh, prayer. page on Facebook about the hurricane situation. Uh, We've prayed for the folks in Ukraine, and uh, Lord, we pray for ourselves today. Help us to live in a way that is demonstrative of Jesus to those around us. Fill us by your spirit that we might do that. For the glory of Christ we pray. Amen. Lord, hear our prayer. Have a great day, everyone. I will see you again in La Manana.